Welcome back to another episode of Direct Response Secrets. I'm your host, Zachary J. Radford. Now, I got a special one for you today. It's kind of unorthodox and a little outside of our normal scheduled programming, but you're going to love it, I promise. I know how much everyone here loves a good offer. So I'm in the process of creating a challenge called Double Your Response Challenge, and I've been just absolutely swamped all day. So what I want to do for you, because I always come through, I want to deliver, I want to get you a tremendous amount of value, is I'm going to give you access to that recording. This is only available for a 24-hour period um, anywhere else, but you're going to get access to this just because you're here, because you listen, and because you support, and because I appreciate you. If you're actively trying to grow and scale your business, creating an offer is an absolute key piece to getting you to that next level. And I'm giving you 99.9999999% of everything I know about creating an offer in this video. Um, It comes from what's in the book, Direct Response Secrets, how to spend $1 on any advertising medium and get $2 back or more, uh, my book. But it's great and you're gonna love it. Let's get into it. We are live. All right. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to day number three of the Double Your Response Challenge. Like the where we're at right now in the challenge is so important to understand the offer and how we're going to execute on that and what we're building. So day one, again, was just a a recap of market emotion so we could visualize what this all looks like. And then day number two is how to find the perfect person. If you haven't done so, do your homework and get it in. Uh, If you want me to take a look at it, I'm happy to help you and give you some feedback. But as you know, just like yesterday, the other post is gone. It's been deleted. So you, if you don't have access to it, too bad. Um, you should have taken action when you had the opportunity. Now, this is like the nuts and bolts of what makes a great offer. And just like any toolbox or just like anything that you're learning in life and in business, take what you need. This isn't like... You know, you don't have to do every single thing every single time. And I was thinking on Friday, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give a bonus that anybody who uh, who comes through and watches this video, I'm going to give them access to my million dollar, I'm literally calling it a million dollar copy brief because it has generated me and my clients millions and millions of dollars. It makes this process so much easier because you can go through and take those pieces. Now, included with the homework today, I do have some questions for you that are going to get you on the right track and give you most pieces. I find a lot of students struggle with the offer because they get caught up in all of the, the idea process. My advice to you is go simple, super, super simple. I want to tell you a quick little story of how I the first offer that I saw that absolutely blew my mind and maybe give you some context on how to look at offers. So where I grew up, I didn't come from massive means by by any stretch of the imagination. So money was top of mind for me when I was growing up. 
And I remember being about like eight years old. I think I got an email. I think it was email or it was an infomercial. Either one. My, I blend the story myself. I've told it so many times. But I received a message either that was on TV, late night infomercial, or uh, via email for this MLM. And essentially what they were saying is that if you want to be rich, what you need to do is buy our starter kit and then you can uh, post in your local newspaper all of these ads and then people will answer those ads and then you can make money. And there's this big, like, this big sketchy MLM uh, process. But the offer was so compelling because you didn't need to have a background in anything. You didn't need a lot of money to start. It was easy. It was passive. It was all of these things that I was at that age and I was very young. I was anywhere from like 10 to 12 years old. I was drooling over this offer. I was like, how do I do it? How do I do it? And I remember begging my mom to invest. I was like, mom, we need to invest in this. We need to invest in this. We need to invest in this. And uh, I didn't have any of my own money at the time, but I was doing chores and whatever I could. I think it was like $29.99 or something. Long story short, we <laughs> I got the money, the $30. I invested and the whole system was to put the ad that I had been given or the email that I saw and then start emailing that out to people. And they wanted me to put it in our local newspaper and on TV, like anywhere that I could get advertising and medium to. And the the funny, the funny thing about that story is I didn't get rich like I thought I would, but it sparked a curiosity in me my entire life about direct response and, and marketing. I had never been so driven before in my life to, you know, ask people I know for things and, and I'm like mowing the lawn and I'm cleaning the house and I'm doing, I'm doing all these things to make money. I'm selling things that I don't want anymore. And I'm taking all this action to get this one thing. And that was because of the power of the offer. And that was the first time I experienced that. And I remember sitting there and, you know, just waiting weeks, <laughs> weeks and even months for somebody to respond to uh, one of the emails that I sent or one of the uh, the ads that I had posted and nothing came, not, nothing came. And you think that would like disappoint me, but at the same time, I was so intrigued. How did this person that I don't know put something out there and get me to run around absolutely like a mad person for months trying to figure this thing out? I was so compelled that from that day on, I vowed to really try to understand what direct response marketing was, what copywriting was, what offer creation was. And I, I didn't have all of those. I, I didn't even realize what it was until even into like my 20s and mid 20s. And then I understood what direct response was. And even that, my definition of what it was then is totally different than what it is now. And it just keeps evolving into this thing. And um, if you recall from the first video, I really believe great marketing is only transformational. Like if you can help somebody transform the situation, whether it's raining outside and you're selling rain jackets or umbrellas, you're transforming the situation from wet to dry, or you're a coach and you're helping somebody achieve an end goal. It, it's the same type of marketing, right? And some, some goals are more immediate and, and, uh, really, really urgent and some are less. So if you're selling less urgent goals, 
there's, you know, you got to work on that and that can be framed and copy and all different types of stuff. But if you're selling urgent goals, people want to give you the money. They want to like, I, I don't want the money. I want that problem solved. Please help me. Please fix it. And that is kind of my start into direct response. And the first time that I saw it and in the early 2000s, like 2004, I ran my first Google ads campaign which uh, netted me my first $60 from ClickBank. I was selling some sort of like sketchy um, make money online thing. I wasn't, I had no idea what I was doing. I basically bid for the keyword and I think cost per click then, and I wish it was like this now. It was like uh, 30 cents or something like that for make money online. I bid for the term, connect, put in my uh, ClickBank URL and I got a sale and I was just blown away. So from watching an infomercial, getting an email, and I might be blending two stories together there because it, it happened to me multiple times where an offer's got me so excited that I just gotta go figure it out. And then uh, to actually running my own media and running not my own offer, but running somebody else's offer and getting a result. I had spent $20 and I had made 60. And I was like, what, this is amazing. Now it didn't end up working long-term and there was all these problems and this and that, and there was refunds and like, you know, the life is life and, and things, <laughs> it wasn't smooth sailing, but I've gone on to craft offers for e-com e brands that have generated millions and millions and millions of dollars. So this stuff that I'm teaching you here works. Um, it works if you're an e-commerce business, it works if you're a service-based business. Now I'm focusing primarily on service-based businesses. And the reason that is, is because I can relate to them. I owned an agency. I was able to build that out into to great success and help a lot of people do the exact same thing. So that's kind of where I'm at now in my journey and my career. But like, if, if you're selling, you know, if you're selling mugs or whatever it is you're selling, this, these concepts will still work for you. All right. <clears throat> Not for the big, uh, the big story. I had one uh, other piece of info. So I'm going to be launching my offer, which is servicing service people. Uh, so if you're a service provider and you have issues with uh, generating clients, I would be happy to have a chat with you and help you out. I've crafted this amazing offer. So anybody that's interested, you can DM me and I can connect you with that information. I've been working, this is like, I say two years, but it's like five years in the making, all of this coming together. I wouldn't have been able to do it if I didn't work for the largest agency in Canada and build my own very, very large agency and all these different things. So um, these core components for online service providers are going to be super, super great to, to push the needle and to grow and to scale your business. And I want to share that with you. So if that's something you're interested in, DM me. And uh, today we're going to get into the meat of this offer. And that's all I had. And again, uh, I'm going to anybody who shows up for Fridays, um, they will get a copy of the million dollar copy brief. And essentially, that's a, a really cool uh, process that I go through to answer 99% of these questions uh, from the entire challenge. So you're gonna get that for free. So you're gonna be able to walk away with uh, understanding who your who is, you're going to be able to understand the offer. You're going to understand how to approach them at what time. And ultimately on Friday, I'm so excited. I'm going to give you the exact things you need to be focusing on right now in your business to grow and scale. So if you know who you're selling, you know, um, 
what they want, what their goals are, the offer, which we're going to talk about today. And you know, the timing of that, that's where conversion happens, right? Like, um, I'm not going to get into timing today, but I will tomorrow. And it's going to be really, really exciting. And then, uh, we're going to talk about, um, the seven figure journey or the seven figure path. I call it the freedom path, something that we all inspired to, but knowing where you are in your business and what levers to pull and what advertising to run when and where it's taken me a very long time to master. And so that'll be on Friday as well. All right, let's get into it. Today, we're talking about the right offer. So to me, the right offer is defining the transformation. Like, as we mentioned, market emotion, everybody's running. Now we know who our runner is, right? We know what what vehicles they're currently using. We know every aspect of this individual. Now you may not have it all figured out because it's day to day to day, but you had the general questions and ideas to start you down that path. And then now we know that we can start crafting our offer. And just so you're aware, every step of this process, it's not linear. It's constantly evolving and changing. And um, there's pieces that make sense. And then you'll have a meeting with someone and they're like, the only reason I didn't buy is because of blank. And then you're like, ah, oh, that's a golden nugget. You can take that out of your offer. And you're constantly getting feedback every single day and seeking feedback. And I'll get into that. But uh, yeah, so the offer is the transformation. It's how we get them to where they currently are in the race to where they want to go faster. Yesterday was all about the who and how to position yourself that way. Today is like, this is how we fling them forward and get them the results that they desire. Um, and this is all in my book, Direct Response Secrets, and I go into great detail. I haven't included everything because I wanted to keep this um, under an hour and for, like 45 minutes to an hour. And uh, yeah, I would be here talking your ear off. But again, if you don't have a copy of that, support me, buy that, check that out. And it'll be very, very helpful to you. So this is a, I learned from yesterday. So <laughs> this, this is a picture from the book and it's an overview of everything that's inside uh, of an offer. And as I mentioned and alluded to, just because I've included it here doesn't mean you need to pick up that. Consider this like a toolbox and you have all these different tools in your marketing arsenal. You can just grab little pieces that you want and then implement those into your business. Now, you need most of these things, like you need to be able to understand the transformation, needs and desire, the big idea, the unique mechanism, impact statement, pricing, bundling may or may not make sense for you, objections, uh, risk reversal, uh, authentic scarcity, testing and optimizing, and like that's your core offer. But let's say you're already in business and you already have most of these pieces. You don't have to go and recreate the wheel. And you definitely don't have to recreate what you're delivering. So the offer has nothing to do with what you deliver. So let's say if you sell Facebook ads or you do video creative, that's what you sell. Like that's what you deliver. And the offers, the packaging and how we package it and how we sell it. So there, there's a ton of ways to do that. I'm going to get into that. I'm going to give you some of those today. So what is an offer? An offer is not merely a product or service. It's a catalyst for a transformation in your customers' lives. So as I mentioned, it's not just, it's not, if you're doing like uh, shorts for people and, or you're doing appointment setting or you do, like it doesn't matter what you're doing, what service you're providing. That is not what you're selling in your marketing, right? Like 
So yeah, you are selling that service, but that's not what you should be marketing. You should be marketing the transformation that it provides for your clients, right? So we know exactly who your clients are because we talked about that in great detail yesterday. And then the offers about how we get them that transformation. Uh, so you want to be able to define what your product and services, um, the promise that you deliver, over-promising in like, so there, there's a thin line here and you can go like, here's an example. Let's say, hey, I can get you to seven figures in 12 months. Now, in your mind, you're probably like, well, that's a lot to do in 12 months. There's probably lots of moving pieces. But it sounds possible to a certain degree. If he's done it before and there's proof and there's all these things, like he can probably do that for me. But if I were to say, by the end of this video, I'll get you to seven figures, you're like, no way, it doesn't exist. So it doesn't matter <laughs> the offer. The transformation was way too high and way out in left field uh, and unrealistic. So we wouldn't be able to craft something like that. Um, or you wouldn't be getting a response anyways. Well, you probably would get a response, but you get people hating on you, which would suck. So try to set promises that are uh, like, if you set a promise, make sure you can deliver on it. And what I like to do is under promise and over deliver. Huh? Unique concept, right? And uh, I, I learned this from one of my mentors, Brian Kurtz, and it, he's, he has a whole book on it called Over Deliver. You should check it out. It's a great book. And it's about under promising and then over delivering. And what that'll do is that'll bring the light to your customers and your clients and they'll keep paying you and they'll want to do business with you because people want to do business with people they who know, trust and like. That, it's that simple. So What's the tangible and intangible changes does it make in your customers' lives? So make a list. Like, how would this offer impact someone? So I have an example of an online uh, fitness coach transforming lives beyond just weight loss. So like, what would getting fit do for you? Well, it may help you find your partner. It may give you more confidence. It may um, make you feel... Uh, like change your entire identity. You may become a runner. You may becoming a, do all these different things, depending on what the program was and, and all the beliefs and everything that went into it, really identifying what the tangible, like I've lost seven pounds versus I feel more confident and I love myself now more. Um, the, those are little nuggets that we can put into our copy and little nuggets that we can talk about inside of our offer. And we kind of weave that um, through our messaging like uh, an undertone, right? Like you see uh, the iceberg right here behind me, right? So you have the tangible. So this is the tangible, like this is the losing weight. You can, the, we're gonna do a biting, uh, all the benefits, right? All the features It's like, you're gonna do keto, you're gonna count your calories, you're gonna exercise, you're gonna do all this stuff. But then these are all the emotional things that this will do for your life and transformational on that side. So getting clear on that is very, very important because the reason somebody would buy your offer doesn't necessarily mean that um, like, let's say your offer was to lose the seven pounds. Like that's probably not why they're doing it. They don't want to lose seven pounds. They want to find the love of their life. They want to be confident and love themselves. They want to feel, it's like this, there's a sub layer there that we need to talk about. And that's that emotional level that we need to communicate. And that's what a good offer does. You see it and like your logical brain is like, 
Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm working on a big offer right now and we're talking about, uh, and I'm not going to reveal it because it's, so, it, but it's just so cool. It's like, it, we're giving them one thing. Like, so exam, for example, in my book, it's all about, uh, spend $1 on advertising and make $2 back or more. That's a great sub, uh, sub headline. And you know, this is what people want. People want to spend money on advertising, put $1 in and get $2 back out. But what they don't realize is that there's undertones through this entire book that speak to, emotional goals and results that they may not even be aware of that just sound great to them, you know, like, so um, that's something to keep in mind when you're crafting your offer. And we already went into this in great, great detail. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna beat this horse, but at the same time, you got to know your audience, right? We got to understand our audience, their needs, their thoughts, research your customers, get feedback and build buyer personas. Now, if you don't know what a buyer persona is, just Google it. Some people call it an avatar. Some people call it demographics and psychographics. And like, there's all of these marketing terms for it. But at the end of the day, your answer is here. Know your audience. And the fastest way to know to your audience, in my opinion, once you've discovered who that is, is to have a conversation. Like, talk to them, give them your offer, tell them to rip it apart, give get feedback and identify all these little pieces. Make sure that you're always learning because if you're not learning to improve your offer, it's probably why it's not selling. So if I'm just going out to the marketplace and we all have, we're, let's say there's 10 companies all selling Facebook ads and then, you know, Person A is selling it for 2,500 and then it's like 2,500 to 5,000. Okay, that's the price range for a monthly retainer. And there's all these numbers in between. It's like, we're kind of competing on price. Like you'll be interviewed by a potential client. It's like, well, these guys will do it for 2,500 and they have the same track record and they have this and they have that. And then, so you're getting to this like commodity conversation, right? Like you, you don't want to have that when it comes to your offer. An offer is something that's unique and that they've never seen with the big idea that like, just, oh, I need this. How do I get this in my life? Well, boom. We do business. That's how we do it. So uh, in this instance, an example of, so crafting offers based on audiences, needs, and desires. We, we spoke about that, but that makes total sense. Um, this example was travel agencies crafting, ex, uh, creating exclusive and personalized experience. Mm. This is the example from the book. <clears throat> um, personalizing experience in high net worth individuals. Because like um, in the book, did not go too deep into it, but the, the travel industry, like people that are making a million plus, there's this whole subsegment of, of millionaires that want to spend god awful amounts of money on personalized travel that nobody gets to like going to hang out on the side of a volcano or something. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, people are paying for it. So it's like you're, you're crafting it. And that's sort of the, like, the need and the desire is already there to do some crazy stuff that nobody else on the planet's doing. And they got the money and disposable money to do it. Hey, there's an offer right there. So the big idea, this is crucial. And I think in the offer that I'm creating right now, I have bits and pieces of this, but I, I normally like to start with the big idea. And using the copy brief, which I'll give you on Friday, will help you tremendously. So the unique concept um, that that sets your offer apart, it's usually like this bigger in life situation that either doesn't exist or 
um, it, it essentially is to bring attention to the overall offer, right? Because a lot of things will kind of blend together. So what's the big overarching idea that you want everybody to take away from your offer, right? So for an example, um, we, in the book, we talk about this reusable water bottle uh, company. And then their big idea was sustainable hydration. So uh, like recyclable bottles and, and being able to hydrate yourself. And this is different compared to a unique mechanism because a unique mechanism is how you do something. This is more like the idea of why something is happening, if that makes sense. Um, and it's used to bring attention and it's the overarching narrative of your offer. And you see this all like, you can pick any offer on the planet. And if you look at like uh, financial, you see a lot of like doomsday is coming. The market's going to crash all of this. That's a big idea. And why is the market going to crash? Because of insert big idea there. That is like, oh my goodness, I need to read this and I need to consume whatever's in this. And because there's only a handful of ways that you can actually use like stocks, bonds, and crypto and all these things, there's only a handful of mechanisms but they keep getting rebranded and rebranded and rebranded and rebranded. And it's usually an event-based big idea. There, there's lots of ways to get big ideas, um, but you'll know it's a big idea because it'll stop you in your tracks and like, wow, that's interesting. And nobody's really talking about it. Kind of like sustainable hydration. And I explain more of that in the book. Uh, and ultimately this differentiates you from the competitor as well, which is great. Now let's get into the unique mechanism. I love the unique mechanism because it is a way to convey a message and ultimately become the vehicle if you allow it. So what I like to do is when I have a unique mechanism, I sell the unique mechanism like crazy. So in my book, right, we have a process, a nine-step process on how to buy and sell, well, how to buy advertising and make, you know, make your money back and get a return. Through that process, it's called the direct response OS. So what is it? It's essentially a step-by-step -step process that they can fill out uh, a spreadsheet that makes life really easy when it comes to buying media. And we give it away with the book anytime that somebody buys it. But so the core idea of the book in the unique mechanism is the DROS, the direct response operating system. Because once they have this, they can systematically install this into their business and at least understand what's happening with their advertising. Now, it's not as advanced as some of the online trackers and all these stuff, but it's not meant to be. What it's meant to do is to teach somebody the fundamentals of direct response marketing and advertising and spend $1 in advertising and get $2 back and understand that concept and have a, a simple way to track that and keep that in their business and their life. That's a unique mechanism. Now, you know what's great about that is that nobody else has the direct response operating system. Only me. Oh, only me in my business. So what is the process that you use in your business that can become your unique mechanism? And this could be anything. You see this with like food products um, where it's it could be like a manufacturing process or how something is cooked or there's there's a lot of different ways to use the unique uh, mechanism. Essentially, it's the secret sauce that makes your uh, that makes your offer deliver on its promises. So, how do you deliver on your promise? Let's say 
the your big idea was the um, the sustainable hydration. That's great. But now we have a unique mechanism, uh, a way that we manufacture our bottles that nobody else can do because we haven't patented and it's exclusive to us. And that's what makes that possible. So this is how we deliver on the big idea. And this is how we deliver on all of our promises. And this is how we get them to where they want to go. It's by understanding that. Now, what I see from people is that they think that they got to go create something new. So in, in my world, I've basically, I've taken something that's really old, direct response has been around since the 1900s and I've just revamped it and I'm, I'm repackaging it for the digital world. And it, it, the same, the concepts work like amazingly just as they did, you know, a hundred years ago, but now it's updated. Now we're applying it to new mediums. Now we got... Uh, different audiences and different buying behaviors and different, and there's different, like there's all these different things. So the market has changed where the actual mechanism has stayed the same, but by leveraging it and double downing on, double down, uh, going, doubling down on that, um, we're able to have a unique advantage because we have a process around that that allows us to get results for people. And that's, at the end of the day, that's all a unique mechanism is. It's taking somebody from being sad and hmm, my life is no good and then making them really happy. And then the steps that you use to do that, that's your unique, unique mechanism. You need to name it. You need to own it and make it a part of the process. If you do this right, you can literally like entire markets could be built around your unique mechanism. So for example, I talk about click funnels a lot because I've studied them like ridiculous. I know lots and lots and lots and lots about their business, but the word funnel was kind of thrown around, but they really owned that word uh, funnel. So that's their unique mechanism. Now, when you have an offer, you sell the unique mechanism, right? And why do you sell it? Because your competitors can't. So here's an example. Everybody's selling websites, 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 right? And they're all selling websites. Okay, perfect. And then ClickFunnels comes in and says, no, we're selling funnels. At the time, that was groundbreaking. The concept didn't exist. Now, a whole new market, it's like, hey, the conversation doesn't become here by ClickFunnels. It's like, no, you need a funnel, dude. And the only way to get a funnel is if you buy ClickFunnels. You see? It's like the only way, and I have an example here. Um, it helps if it has a catchy name. I, I think it, it really helps if it makes sense, like <laughs> to, to what it is you're selling. Like the more it makes sense, the better. Catchy is nice as well, but that's that's an additional. Uh, Languaflux, fast track language immersion. So this is for a hypothetical program that I'm talking about uh, learning different languages. So this is how they do it. They have a one, two, three step process on how they do that. So when they go to market, they're not like, hey, learn all these new languages. They're actually like leveraging Languaflux or whatever the unique mechanism is. That'll get you the result of learning all these different things. And it's like, oh, okay, it's new. It's novel. It's got their attention. Um, you combine that with a big idea, people will take action and, and buy. Because why? Because they want the result. That's it. They want the result. They don't care how it comes, what box it comes in, what it looks like, as long as it actually works and gets them the result. So having a unique mechanism allows you to totally stand out and have a totally different conversation and say, look, we got this process that is like one, two, three, and you get the result that you want. 
Uh, and it's called, in this instance, Langlaflux or funnels or direct response. Like it doesn't matter what it is, as long as that's something that you can offer, that'll help them get to where they're trying to go. And if you own it and it's fully unique, and like, so for example, with the direct response, like I don't own direct response. Lots of marketers use direct response, but I've created a new modern way to utilize that. And that's the conversation. That's what we're talking about, about getting this process into your life so you can spend $1 on advertising and get $2 out. Hopefully that helps to make sense. All right. Hmm. So, Crafting your impact statement. Now this, uh, your impact statement is very important and you're gonna use it a lot. And I mean like a lot, you use it in your marketing, you're probably gonna use it on your socials, you use it, um, it's almost like a little mini elevator pitch that you can just kind of fire off and, uh, and get people excited about what it is that you do. And the whole point of an impact statement is so you can speak intelligently about who you serve and uh, how you get them that result. And, and I have a couple of things here. So here's the formula. And the formula is the desire, the thing that they desire most, right? The thing that they hate plus the unique mechanism. That is a way to create an impact statement, all right? The impact statement is the cornerstone of your marketing efforts. Like I'm saying, this is on your website. This is on your socials. This is this is everywhere. When somebody asks you what you do, this is the statement that you give them. Why is this important for your offer? Because this is your this is potentially your headline. This is potentially a subheadline. This is potentially within this impact statement is the big idea, is the unique mechanism. There, there's all these little moving pieces. But if the if you get these things right, it'll it'll make the world a difference. When somebody asks you what you do, what do you do? Uh, I I work on the internet and I run Facebook ads. Versus, uh, I help coaches and entrepreneurs get X result you, in the next ninety days uh, without wasting money on advertising using the direct response OS. Something along those lines. That's all made up and hypothetical, but. You get the idea. So here, uh, the revolutionary fitness program shed 12 pounds in 60 days. Um, that that would be like the start. And then, so uh, sh shed 12 pounds in 60 days. That would be the desire. The thing they hate without counting calories using insert unique mechanism, right? So premium organic coffee, savor the richest flavors. That's the desire uh, without... I don't know, what a, without it being super bitter, utilizing the technique that we use to roast or grow our coffee. Like that statement is powerful. When you got that locked in, it, you could do so much. And I could give you mine if you want, if it'll, uh, just for reference. And this is always changing, right? Like, um, but so... I'm a direct response marketer that helps online service providers acquire customers without losing money on their advertising by leveraging direct response. Someone's like, Zach, what do you do? Boom, I have this. What kind of offer? Boom, this is like, this is a way of getting the offer out. This could be in your email, um, in your footer, right? It's like, hey, do you want this amazing thing without this thing you hate? Utilizing this process that's unique to how we do something. 
give us a call. <laughs> and it, it takes, it makes marketing easy. And I, I think we overcomplicate it. And even I find myself explaining this stuff to you being like, I don't want to over, I got like, you know, 20 years trying to understand a lot of these things and implementing them. And, uh, I'm not, I'm trying, I'm not trying to give you too much. I'm trying to keep it at the base level. So, but at the same time, impact statement is very, very valuable. Now the art of pricing. So, um, Oh, I got a typo there, but that's fine. Um, pricing in general, I look at value-based pricing. So what do I mean by value-based pricing? If you're going to deliver a large corporation and I have an example here, 5,000 or $500,000, you should be able to sell that for 10% of what you deliver. So you basically 10 X, you, you reverse it. If you can make them 500,000, you can charge them 50,000. It's pretty safe. Now, will someone just give you 50,000 and give you a year to go make 500,000? Probably not. You'll need to structure that deal. So that makes sense. Maybe that's uh, somewhat front and then a percentage over the results that you deliver over X amount of time, but pricing, um, you need to look at, is it, can they even, can your market afford what you're selling? And I talked about this a little bit yesterday too, but I think that if we're not talking about, um, cause this is, there's all dollars and cents, right? These are real people. These are real budgets. These are real things. It's not just this uh, hypothetical, like I want, you know, 50,000 from companies. It's like, great. Well, what's the result that you can provide in the transformation? And how do you prove that in advance and structure your deal and your offer so it makes sense for them? And it's an absolute no-brainer. Now, when you're going to your first client, and if this is something that you're doing and you're trying to have this conversation, you may struggle, right? You're really going to have to get into the first one. And like for me, when I started my agency, I did it for free. There was a real estate agent, Um uh, Mike something or other. I can't remember his name. Anyways, it, it was like the first client that I got was free. And I just, I'm like, how much money do you have to spend on advertising? They're like $500. Can you run my ads? And I was like, yeah, I could, I could, I could do that. I'll figure that out. And the first ads I created, like they worked. And I thought I was like this advertising genius. But what turns out is that the market was so new to Facebook ads that kind of pretty much anything I was throwing out was working pretty well. And uh, Facebook ads really, uh, as the algorithm got better and better and better and better, you could just like scale to the moon. But uh, I also improved. Uh, I was also getting 1% better every single day, but so was Facebook. So it was like riding that wave and, and being successful. Um yeah. So when you're first, when you're crafting your offer, when it comes to price, think about the transformation and what that means to them. If, if someone, someone's not going to invest with you, if they can't get an ROI, it's, it's that simple. Like if somebody cannot get their money back, they're probably not going to invest, especially if you're, you have like a make money offer or a marketing offer, or um, you're going B2B, all that stuff. They're, they're not going to be able, <laughs> they're not going to take you up on your offer unless they got a ton of money that they just want to burn. And the thing that you sell sounds cool. So make sure that it's useful. And that goes a long way with pricing. And when you're pricing something, make sure that it makes sense for your audience. If you're going after businesses that only make a hundred thousand dollars a year or $200,000 a year, $50,000 is going to be a lot for that client. And it, it's going to be very hard to justify it versus a company that makes two or $3 million a year. They can justify the 50 K if they see the return and they're willing to take the risk.
That's the key. And your job is with your pricing and with the deal and everything in your offer is to minimize the risk for them. And when that, when there's no risk and only upside potential, that's when deals close. Hmm. So value bundling. This may or may not make sense for you. I've included it because I've used it for a lot of e-commerce businesses, which were a lot of our primary clients. But you can still bundle things together. If you're selling, so if you're a service-based company and you're selling advertising or you're selling, let's say you're, you got a bunch of different courses. This is a great example you see in, in um, info products all the time. So let's say you have like, uh, marketing course of this course of this course of this course of this course you can bundle those together for one great offer right and i'm going to get into objection handling here with your offer as well but it, bundling is just a great way to bring things together and it just makes it more attractive and, and uh, increases the perceived value that somebody gets from from buying uh from you oh yeah i have that right there uh it also addresses multiple facets of the customer's needs so if one thing you're going to learn when you start doing offers instead of just straight services, like, and you'll see this was just selling straight services as well, but you're going to create the next problem, right? So let's say the problem is I don't have enough traffic and then you do that. And then it's like, well, my funnel's not converting well, or this isn't converting. And it's like, you just, there's always downstream problems. And that's all businesses is a series of problems. And then, so you pick a problem that you really solve really, really well. And, um, you'll end up having to learn about all these other problems as well, because in order to make your thing work, you're going to have to get those things to work as well, especially if you're looking for repeat business and delivering on that. All right. Uh, so fitness subscription bundles. So you could have like a workout class, meal plans, coaching, bunch of examples in the book of bundling. But uh, yeah, I would I thought I would include it because it would make sense. So overcoming objections uh, is is exactly what bonuses are for. <laughs> so when you sell something like, so in this example, we got uh, bonus kitchen tools for new subscribers of a meal service kit. So somebody buys this kit and then they're going to get the actual tools that they can use to, to, to make the meal and get everything. It's taking an objection of like, Hey, I would love to buy this meal kit, but I don't have a knife block. I don't know why they wouldn't have a knife block, but let's just say they didn't. Then they would, uh, and then, so that bonus, hey, sign up for this and you get this block as well. It, it just makes sense. Um, you can turn all those objections into opportunities and make uh, makes their purchase decision easier because it's the less things than hurdles that they have, the easier that it will convert. And in the offer that I'm working on right now, it's like uh, you have your you have the big outcome that they want, but within that, there's little things that they need to figure out and it's mindset and um, and certain things. I know that the person will need to be successful. Templates and all these different things. So when you know what they need to be successful, wow, you can make a killer offer. And by the time they read your offer, they can't really say no. And that's what makes it irresistible because all their objections are overcome. If they are truly the right person and they are truly on the path and they truly want to uh, solve the problem that they're facing, they will buy because that's just the next step, right? 
Now, risk reversal strategies, and there's an absolute ton. Uh, I've, I've included like five, 10 maybe in the book. I'm just going to give you a couple here because, again, I'm already looking at the time and we're going long. Uh, risk reversal strategies are just that. Um, again, another typo. Dude, I was cranking this today. <laughs> I just did the same thing a couple of times. Anyways, not a big deal. Uh, you'll get You'll get the point here. So risk reversal strategies are just that, to reduce risk of overall um, risk. You're, we want to make it as easy as possible for these people to give us money. And by saying like a money back guarantee or a performance guarantee. So what's an example of a performance guarantee? Like, so if I do ABC, I'll get a percentage of the company. So if I'm able to help you hit different milestones, like 5,000 in this time frame and 10,000 in this time frame and this, and then you can give me a percentage. Um, or if this doesn't work, I'll give you a percentage of your money back. Or if, uh, if this doesn't work, I'll give you all your money back. Or if this doesn't work, I'll give you, you can keep everything that I sold you and no harm, no foul. Um, or I'm going to work with you until uh, we get you the result that you desire. Like there's lots of ways to use risk reversal and guarantees. I don't tend to put them in my stuff because it just doesn't make sense. I'm, I've been doing what I've been doing for like 20 years. So if I can't deliver on it, there's, there's a, there's a bigger problem at, at bay, but if you're just getting started, maybe you want to play with risk reversals. I find that you get a, you get some weird things happening with risk reversals. I find that you can, especially if you're selling anything high ticket, you sell something high ticket people, uh, even after you get results can get kind of weird uh, I noticed that with my agency when we were billing like, uh, you know, 30, 40, $50,000 in a single month to a client, they they try to look for ways to save money because they obviously they've earned that money and they're excited about it, but uh, they want to mitigate that. And if you had risk reversals, you could have some issues there. But overall on low ticket items, like so my book, for example, risk reversal, money back guarantee, you buy it, you don't like it. Keep the book and I'll, I'll send you your money. And has anybody taken me up on that? No. Why? Because the book is good. And the moral of the story here is to create really great stuff um, so people will love it. The power of scarcity. Use genuine scarcity to stimulate urgency. I cannot stress this enough. If you're using fake scarcity in 2023, you you know, like you're just making us all look bad. <laughs> now, what is fake scarcity? Fake scarcity is like, Hey, I'm going to do this thing. And then you don't do it like that is fake scarcity. So example for this challenge, I'm like, Hey, you have 24 hours to watch this video. And I'm going to take it down. Now, maybe I'm 10 minutes late or I'm 15 minutes, but it's coming down. And if you haven't taken action too bad, so sad, that is real scarcity. And then when you've done that to the marketplace enough, they will learn to respect you. And when you say something, they will believe you. And that's just another form of trust. If you abuse that trust, they will never trust you again. So always do as you you say, even if it's not something you feel like doing. Um, I see some programs, they'll be like, uh, and there's some cool ways to do this. And I talk about like exclusive memberships and you get access to exclusive bonuses if you buy by a certain time. Uh, but you can do like cohorts, meaning like, hey, we only take X amount of clients per month. Let's say I take five clients per month and I got 10 people interested. Those five spots will fill up. And when they do, I won't be able to help you to next month. So if you're serious about moving forward, now's the time to do it. And if that's true, you only take five and you only service them really well, 
then that's a great conversation to have. And you, that's something that you can put into your offer. This is kind of like the ethos of everything, all behind the scenes. You, you have to deliver on your promises. That's that's 100%. But you're always testing. You're always improving. You're always creating things. Um, and a, a great way to do that is A-B testing, right? So it's like, don't change 40 things at the exact same time in your offer. Maybe change the headline. See how that impacts it. Change um, your lead. That's the first part of your offer. Does that make sense? Is that going to work? And then, or change your bonuses. Or maybe you have a meeting with a client. And they tell you that they have this huge objection. The reason we're not buying is because of ABC. And you're like, okay, now you can put in a new bonus that will kind of block that off. And it's just like this iteration process of getting it better and better and better. So your first run out an offer is, you know, I've been doing it for a long time and I've made a lot of different offers and some have done well and some have been absolutely terrible. So I've learned an absolute ton and I've been working within the same market for a very, very long period. Even though I'm in a dynamic market and my market shifts and changes all the time, the need to want to grow and scale a business is fundamentally always going to be there, even during a recession, even during any of these uh, crazy things that are happening that you see in the news. Like, So I'm in a, a constant market because people need to live somewhere, people need to eat, people need money. And uh, I'm able to help them and service them and do that. Your market, let's say you are in like dog grooming or dating or uh, weight loss or something like that, like you will have your own market situations and things will, will change, but you should still test. You should, but here, and here's like a, a side note. If you put out an offer and it blows up, don't touch it. <laughs> like, like run that bad boy till the wheels fall off and, and then start making adjustments. And because it could just be a matter of timing. And we're going to talk about that tomorrow a little bit and uh, how to look at that overall. All right. Hopefully you enjoyed this. Offers is a girthy subject. And if you've ever read Alex Hermosi's book, he goes deep into offers. And this is just how I view them. And, and I, hopefully this has been valuable for you. Now, we have some homework for you, just like yesterday. And you can come over to this sheet and, and fill it out. Your goal by the end of this sheet is to have some sort of offer using these key pieces to put it all together and then you can have some, some form of offer. If you get it done in the next 24 hours, you can uh, put it in the comments with a link and I will review it for you personally. And uh, you know how valuable that is? Like you would have your own offer to go out and start, instead of just selling a commodity, you would have an offer that you can go into the marketplace and absolutely dominate. Anyways, I appreciate you. This has been a good one. I'll see you tomorrow. We're talking about timing. And then Friday, we got uh, the seven-figure path or the freedom path, as I've been calling it. And you're going to not want to miss it. And I appreciate you and enjoy your day. See you in the next one. Peace. Was I wrong or was I wrong? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Was I right or was I right? That was a great... Um, I, when I think about offers, there's a lot of little moving pieces there. So just go through and I'm, I'm going to include all the homework inside the newsletter if you feel like doing it and I'll uphold it. You just email me at Zach at ProfitableAds.com, Z-A-C-H at ProfitableAds.com 
and I will review your offer for you free of charge. Send it to me and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a hand, which is extremely valuable to you. And ultimately that'll help and grow and scale your business. And um, if you do do that and you do get crazy results, all I ask in return is that you show a little support, tell people about the show and uh, let's build something great here. I'm happy to have you part of the community. And as always, please like, rate and subscribe if you would not mind. And I'll see you in the next one. Peace.